The Gospel reading for today comes from the 12th chapter of Luke, beginning at the 49th verse. Jesus said, I came to bring fire to the earth, and how I wish it were kindled. I have a baptism of the which to be baptized, and what stress I am under until it is completed. Do you think that I have come to bring peace to earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. From now on, five in a household will be divided. Three against two, two against three. They will be divided father against son, and son against father. Mother against daughter, and daughter against mother. Mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. He also said to the crowds, when you see a cloud rising in the west, you immediately say, it is going to rain, and so it happens. And when you see the south wind blowing, you say, there will be scorching heat, and it happens. You hypocrites, you know how to interpret the appearance of earth and sky, but why do you not know how to interpret the present time? Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. God's grace and peace to us, for those who are online, and all of us here at church today. So Mr. Boer was my fourth grade teacher, and he had a knack for teaching. He read to us after lunch because he knew our food needed to digest. On Fridays, he played music and gave us time to simply doodle. We memorized long poems about silly things, and he made us belly laugh when he reminded us to wear deodorant. He changed up the seating chart often, so we had a chance to sit by everyone in the classroom and to see the room from different angles. His statue was warm and strong, and we all could tell that he liked us as a class. And then once, we heard his voice boom like a timpani drum. He did not raise his voice to tell us what to do, but to call us to attention for the unkindness that was happening in our class that day. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I could tell that we had crossed a line for Mr. Boer. Something he valued was in jeopardy, and he needed to let us know how much it bothered him. I could tell that our class mattered enough to him, and that his teaching wasn't to get any of us to be the smartest kid around, but rather his work was to teach us how to learn and live together. He was willing to be with us in the good and the bad. And so I think Mr. Boer and Jesus have something in common. I don't know about you, but that really wasn't a fun reading to hear. I was grasping maybe to find another story that I could preach on, one that would be calmer, a more comforting story where Jesus teaches and heals all who are gathered. 
But instead today, Jesus is fed up with self-serving humankind, frustrated at the ignorance and self-centeredness. Jesus raises his voice, his words direct and piercing. And I think today we just need to sit in all the uncomfortableness. We can't soften this up and make it better. It's a lot to take in to hear that Jesus actually admits to being stressed out, that instead of the peace we expect God to bring to earth, Jesus talks about division even down to breaking apart families. The world is missing a critical piece. We are missing a critical piece and unable to see what God sees. And it matters enough for Jesus to raise his voice, to crack down in order to get our attention. That last sentence in this reading is so true. We do not know how to interpret the current time. I voted in the primary election this last Tuesday, and as I waited in line, I overheard the election judge giving directions. You can only vote for the candidates in the party you choose. You have to pick a column and stay in that column and only vote there. An election makes the division so clear. So as I stood in line, I couldn't help but wonder, are the people in front of me and the people behind me, which column are they voting in? What did they think about gun violence and the overturning of Roe versus Wade and poverty and economy? Because our commonality is actually judgment these days. I caught myself doing it in that moment, in families, in neighborhoods, in states, and in the world. There's not a fix to make this better. Where do we start? I really don't know, but I think it's exactly there to name the struggle. And maybe that is the center to admit the struggle, to hear that God is even frustrated. And maybe this reminds us that faith is not neat and tidy. It can be a mess, a frustrating mess. And maybe this can awaken us to help us see the gaps and inadequacies around us and within us. People are lacking in food and housing and healthcare, gender and racial inequality, because we are depleting resources and are not caring for the environment. Relationships are difficult. The pandemic impacts continue. Kids grow up, parents die, and things just bother us. Jesus is angry today, but Jesus is not giving up. The heart of his anger is God's investment in the world and in you. God won't give up. And maybe that is why you came to church today. And that is why we gather each week and trust that God has something to say to keep us going, to comfort us when we're afflicted, and to afflict us when we're too comfortable.
I remember an Easter egg hunt that was held at a local park on the Saturday before Easter where I grew up. Eggs and baskets of candy would be hidden and we would all line up in our age groups and run to find them. I always envied the little kids, the one and two-year-olds. These big plastic eggs were sprinkled in the grass right in front of them, and they would just walk by them, more interested in looking at the adults around them or distracted by something else blowing in the breeze. I think we're a lot like those little ones at the Easter egg hunt. We miss the egg in front of us. And I think Jesus' anger is telling us to see what is right there right now. The kingdom of God is here in this moment. It's not a place that we hope to be at when we die. It is here in the breath that we breathe. And that means that God is with us in what we experienced each day, the struggle and the joy. And maybe that is the word of hope we can find today. In the struggle, we claim a promise that God is here. We are forgiven in the things that we lack and given the opportunity to, be, to begin again. We sing hymns and songs that remind us that others have walked this path before us and they offer a melody of faith to keep us going. We'll come back to the table where we are simply fed without bringing anything to offer, where all people are given just enough for today. And then we pray that we may be called to the place where God needs us to be. I have no idea what you will hear today, but I trust there will be something. And somewhere in the frustration, the fire that burns in Jesus' words, it will be holy ground where the next thing will grow. Amen.